Well, it started out very interesting. In the first 200 meters, I tripped and fell Whoa. and face planted. <laughs> oh, no. On the super smooth, flat gravel. Like, Welcome to the trails. <laughs> yeah, not even a trail. I was messing with my watch and I just face planted and oh. ate it. And I was just, oh my gosh, all these people are probably like, who is this road girl? And like, <laughs> how is she ever going to survive when she actually gets on the trail? <laughs> Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Hey, everybody, we are back with another Gotta Run Racing Podcast. And this is a big one. Why? What's so special about this one? It's number 100. What, what, what? Yeah, we lasted. We made it. <laughs> so it's time to retire. <laughs> <laughs> 100 in the bag. 100 episodes. Wow. We're going to do something special after this podcast <laughs> to talk about our Celebrate. Celebrate. Celebra yeah, our 100th. Our 100 episodes. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, figure that out. Do you have any ideas? Well... I did give you some ideas. <laughs> okay. I think we got some, maybe some bloopers. Yeah, we got bloopers. And some f memories, fun memories from uh, episodes. So yeah, we'll put it all together and let's see what happens. Yeah, we'll do that for you guys. All right. And who's on the podcast today? Today we have 30-year-old Anna Cassius. Uh, she's an endurance athlete based out of San Francisco, California. It was a very impressive resume, including qualifying for the Olympic marathon trials in 2020. She competed on the U.S. team in the 100K World Championships in Berlin last year, and she came fourth at Black Canyon 100 this year. And she recently won Havelina 100K, breaking the course record by 25 minutes <laughs> with a time of 8 hours and 13 minutes and came second overall. She destroyed the record because she took on some impressive women who had the record before her, Courtney being one of them. Right. Uh, well, Courtney wasn't racing. Well, nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney ran with her mom. I know, but she had the record. That's true. Over the years. That's and, true. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what's going to become of our sport where these fast marathoners are going to start hitting the trails mm. and we're going to be seeing a whole new shift happening. So I'm excited to talk to her about that. Definitely. And let her know that, hey, at the end, we're going to say, thanks for being on our 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun to tell her that. Okay. Okay. Here is Anna coming up. Well, Anna, welcome to the podcast and big congrats on your first place. 100K at Havelina. Thank you. Second wow. overall. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a super fun race. Uh, definitely was a fun, great day out there. <laughs> you definitely raised the bar by destroying the record by 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Uh, that came came as a, a little bit of a surprise to myself as well. I knew the previous record holders were definitely some respectable names between Courtney and Lottie. So I knew it wasn't going to be a soft record to take <laughs> down, but I uh, had a good day out there. 
Well, we will talk about Javelina soon, but first we'd like to go back and talk about your time you had your very first marathon to the Olympic trials, that journey. If you could just try to sum that up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I love talking about that because yeah, I did. My first marathon was right after college. I'm from Indiana. So uh, my older brother and I actually ran the Chicago marathon for Mm -hmm. my first marathon. And, you know, at that time, kind of the the pinnacle of all running goals was qualifying for the Boston Marathon. And so I knew the qualifying time was 3.35 and did some training, but didn't know anything about even really doing workouts, let alone workouts in long runs or anything like that at the time, (laughs) but ran Chicago and it really just like felt great the whole way, had a blast. I remember seeing a friend at mile 22 and him being like, you should be hurting now. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> but anyway, so I ran, uh, got my Boston qualifier, ran like a 3.30. <laughs> and then ran Boston and did a couple more marathons still like around the 3.20 to 3.30 range. And it really wasn't until I moved to the Bay Area in 2017, I came out here and I joined the Impala racing team, who I still run with now, and joined that team. And I remember they do like an intake form for the coaches when you join. And one of the questions was, what is your lifetime running goal? Mm-hmm. And I was debating whether to put break three hours in a marathon. But I was like, <laughs> they're just going to laugh at me. I'm so far away. Like <laughs> that goal is crazy, but maybe one day. So I wrote down, you know, my lifetime goal would be to break three hours. Fast forward to four months of training with that group of girls and I broke three hours. Um, Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) But really just showed the power of training with a strong group of women or having that community and really fell in love with distance running and it running just became my social group, all my best friends out here. That was in 2018 that I broke three hours. And then basically over the next year, did another marathon, ran like 250. And then was like, huh, maybe, maybe the Olympic trials, maybe 245 is doable. <laughs> so fast forward to 2019 at CIM, ran 244.58. And wow squeezed just under that standard uh basically falling across the line just <laughs> time yeah definitely you know oh that entire journey to joining the impala racing team out here and just you know, experiencing the power of just being surrounded by people who are faster than you and really opened my eyes to this whole another level of elite running that exists post-college yeah, we do that. My team does cross country races as well. And, you know, I didn't even realize cross country was a thing that existed post college or post high school. So it's been a lot of fun getting in that whole running community. Well, clearly you have some natural talent. Did you play any other sports as a kid? Uh, growing up, I did just about everything. You know, I love <laughs> from the time I was three, you know, I just, I was never that into dolls, but I always loved any form of a ball. Like I collected bouncy balls and <laughs> then ironically, 
I'm a whopping five foot two, but I was a big basketball player for most of my life. Wow. Was on like a traveling basketball team. My team was pretty good. We like went on to win state and my team was always, you guys are going to be the varsity stars at high school on your high school team. But I was always really good at defense. And my coach actually called me the mosquito because he would just pick the best player on the other team and tell me to be really annoying and follow them around and not leave them. <laughs> and now looking back, I realized I think I was pretty good at basketball because I could just run a lot and not get tired. Um, <laughs> so it was around my freshman year of high school that I realized uh, I tried out cross country and I did both for a year. And then I realized I was a lot better at running than basketball and started <laughs> to focus on running a little more. Well, I'm five foot two as well, so I'm happy to hear that you did have a basketball career because I <laughs> certainly did not. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Did you tell your basketball coach that your goal is to dunk one day? <laughs> yeah, still working on that one. I'll let you know. So fast forward to the being at the Olympic trials. How was that experience being there? And where was it? I, I can't say that I remember where it was. Yeah, that one was in Atlanta. It was such a cool experience. They, everything from even the buildup to trying to qualify, like the camaraderie that that goal built among all these female athletes running in that race, there was just this huge pack at CIM mm. where I qualified. They had gotten a couple guys who offered to pace the group going for that standard. And the finish line there is just still probably my favorite running photo of all time of me coming across the line with two seconds to spare. And you see the backs of all of these women who had just finished, but were mm. hanging out at the line, cheering on mm. everyone coming across. It was truly just a community of lifting everyone else up. We wanted as many people to get it as we could. It's not hurting you for more people. None of us were under the impression we were actually going to go to the Olympics. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so yeah, just that community. And then going to the trials, there was seven other of my teammates who had all qualified as oh, well. Wow. So I was lucky to be able to travel with my teammates. And they really did care of us there in Atlanta made us all feel like we did have a shot of making the Olympics, <laughs> took care of everything. They had Norma Tech set up to do that. They had professional PTs and masseuses and whatever we needed really had that elite feeling. And then on the course, it was just eight rows deep of people cheering. Wow, yeah. That was I actually February 2020. So it was the last big crowds that we <laughs> saw for a long time. But it was kind of wild, just the crowds there, the cheering. You know, it was a loop course, which a lot of people mm -hmm. were kind of hating on the course between the hills and the wind and all the loops. But it was kind of great for the cheering aspect because yeah. we just we you know my parents were down there a bunch of teammates and we got to see them five times on the course which is pretty rare for a marathon was that the same year that jim wamsley tried went out for it i think it was yeah, yeah. uh-huh yeah he ran a 215 and 
was not even close to going, but 215, my God. 215. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did, I remember seeing that on TV. It was quite the spectacle, the whole wow. atmosphere. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah, definitely a feel, very cool to be a part of that. <laughs> what led to your transition to trails? Because that's been a fairly recent thing for you trails and then obviously ultras. Yeah, actually, it's a great transition because it it was right after the trials ran that in February 2020. And, you know, the whole build up to that is just very, the OTQ pace was 613. So it was workout after workout of 613, 613 mile repeats at marathon pace, long runs with tempo at 613. And just like, you know what, I want to get away from always staring at the watch, being so focused on these splits. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, it was a blast chasing that goal, but I was just ready to, I was like, I want to get out on the trails and not think about pace and just run what feels good. That's what really, I was like, got me spending time on the trails. But then I I had a couple of friends who were like, there's this, the US champs for the 100K on the road is coming up. And I think you'd be really good at that. (laughs) My first few ultra races actually ended up still being on the road. (laughs) I did like the US championships, which were in Madison, Wisconsin, which was six 10 mile loops on the road. And then that qualified me for the world champs in the 100k in Germany, which was 13 loops on a flat road. (laughs) So I was still in the ultra world now and had discovered that I really do like the long distances. Really, the longer, the better for me. I've never had that super sprinter speed, never enjoyed fast track workouts that much. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me to go run 20 miles over 200 repeats any day. Yeah, I just quickly discovered that the longer, the better for me. I love that these races, you just, you can really feel good for a good part of it. Mm -hmm. And you should feel like you're just going for a jog for at least the first half. (laughs) (laughs) If you're gonna survive and finish strong. So I really liked that. I enjoyed those road races. But then I'd say even just in the past year, I've really been trying to get now actually on the trail ultra. um, Right trail legs under me, a little more climbing, uh, work on the technical aspects. It's a whole new world now. Yeah. I'm just discovering there's so much in the trail world. (laughs) Looking at all the races out there, I'm just almost overwhelmed. You know, when you're focusing on the marathon, there's three fast marathons in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Kind of everyone kind of targets each year. You're just doing the same ones. But now I'm looking at these trail races. I'm like, oh my gosh. There's so many I want to do, you know, throughout the world. There's there's ones that are basically a hike. There's ones that are very runnable. Um, yep. Still lots to discover in this new world. Absolutely. And it's funny because you've already alluded to it. But one of the things that we were going to mention is the fact that you know, as a roadrunner, you're a slave to your Garmin. And I would imagine even the 100K road, you're, you're still somewhat a slave to that watch. But when you run an ultra race, People don't necessarily ask what your time was. They're like, well, how was it? What was your experience like? What did you see? Yeah. That's a big difference coming from the road world for sure. Because the road, when you finish a road marathon, they ask you, what's your time? 
Always. Yeah. Right. And they don't ask you what your experience was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Time means nothing on these. And, you know, even <laughs> course to course, it's not like if even had a few people ask me, like, oh, so is that like a PR for 100K for you? And I was like, well, no, because I've done 100K on the road and it's nowhere near that fast. But yeah, time just kind of becomes irrelevant, which is kind of freeing. And you can yeah. just be out there and just uh, really, uh, you know, really tune into your body and run what feels like the right pace for you on that day. Right. Have you convinced any of your marathon friends to come join you on the trail? <laughs> You know, slowly, I feel like I'm, I'm getting them on, on the trails a little more for one or two weekday runs. And, you know, that it's really been a cool aspect of it is the Bay Area has such a great running community, but there's kind of the road running community. And then there's also a trail running community. Mm. And there's a couple of us who kind of dabble in both but for the most part people have their favorites <laughs> but i feel like i'm slowly merging those two communities more <laughs> and more and trying to merge them together a bit which has been really cool especially in the bay area because you have access to some pretty amazing trails too so mm -hmm. I, I don't imagine anything flat in the bay area no there's hills everywhere <laughs> yeah it's you can, you get good at finding the flat routes if you want them. <laughs> Ask my friends who are training for the CIM right now, and they know all the flat routes. <laughs> they know how to avoid the hills. All we did was run along the water to the Golden Gate and back. That's, that's the only flat part we know. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the rest yeah. of it. Because we, we've raced a couple times in San Francisco, and it, okay. it was definitely hilly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I go across the bridge to like the Marin Headlands a lot mm. uh, for a lot of good trails. Uh, was just over there this morning. But yeah, it's nice in the morning. It can be a 15 minute drive to get over the bridge. And then you've just got endless trails over there to explore. Yep. Yeah. So I imagine Berlin was your first international race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what was that experience like? Obviously, you guys had a a great result. Team USA captured the gold, which is pretty epic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like, again, it was just the, the when I think of that experience, it's the team that really made it so cool. You know, being on my first US team, I was just kind of starstruck that I got to go over there with all of these names who I had followed and other athletes who, in my eyes, were just elite in these pros. And I was who am I? I'm just this new person to this whole ultra world. But I was just so excited to be able to spend a week hanging out with these people and both on the men and women's side. You know, so many great people and even the coaches for the U.S. team were just so great and full of knowledge. Kind of felt like I was just a sponge that whole week. <laughs> Soaking up all the knowledge and, you know, some of the people, it was their fourth or fifth U.S. team. Mm -hmm. But I think they also like, you know, I was pleasantly surprised as in my eyes, these were pros, elites, and they're going to be so serious and <laughs> just how normal they were and how casual. <laughs> and we went to a beer garden you know, the night beforehand and just we were, weren't drinking, weren't drinking as much, but still just in the atmosphere, like <laughs> hanging out and they were very chill and relaxed. And I was like, oh, okay. Like you don't really need to 
change much. You just, <laughs> they're still normal, normal people. And during the race itself, I guess the biggest change was I would find myself running next to somebody from China or Japan. Both of those teams, I feel like there's a few girls on the Japan team who I found myself running next to for a while and we didn't speak the same language so you couldn't even say good job or anything but you can kind of give thumbs up and uh, an encouraging smile and you still understand each other you still get that you're all out there feeling the same thing pushing yourself so despite the language barriers you you still have that camaraderie on the on the race course that's awesome also the respect you have for each other as Mm -hmm. well just to get there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, it's kind of is definitely cool. Wow, we're all from all over the world. We come from such different backgrounds. I'm sure our training looks different, but yet we're all out here doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. This on this day, we're all the same, and uh, definitely understand what we're all going through out there. <laughs> That's awesome. The next race that piqued our interest was that you went to Black Canyons. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you choose this race? Uh, and does it have anything anything to do with the golden ticket? Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We Run the North, celebrating Canada's national parks, features a total of 13 10-kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Medals that connect, license plate style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit gotarunracing.com for more details. Um, it did not have anything to do with the golden ticket (laughs) last year. I chose it because I just heard it was a, one of the more competitive races still runnable coming from the road background. So it's getting into that trail world without being a straight up mountain, (laughs) but yeah, I was just trying to find races that would be competitive, kind of put myself out there against some of the other big names. But ironically last year when I signed up, People were like, oh, are you going for a golden ticket? I was like, uh-uh, no way, 100 miles, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and then even when I, I finished, I was one spot outside of the golden ticket, which was surprising to me. So oh, I would never, you know, get a golden ticket, so I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> and then I was one spot out and finished. Some people were like, oh, are you so disappointed? You're only one spot away. Nope. I'm still like, <laughs> Then I would have had to make that decision and I don't think I'm ready, but yeah, flash forward one year and I'm going back this year uh, with my eye on a golden ticket. Oh boy. <laughs> you just took away one of our questions. <laughs> <laughs> How much a, a year, a year can change things, but yeah, I kind of been slowly following my own path, getting into, you know, road ultras. And then I was like, okay, hundred K trail feel like I'm ready for that. And yeah, then just recently, I'm like, definitely getting the itch for like, okay, now I think I want to try a 100 miler. (laughs) (laughs) So if you got your golden ticket at Black Canyon, then Western would be your first 100 miler. It would be, yeah. It would be diving right in (laughs) with the big one. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, there's been some winners come out of that circumstance. So it's definitely achievable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's get to Havelina then. We've both done Havelina and it seems like every year the party gets bigger and the spectacle <laughs> gets bigger. So what did you think of that finish line or the, rather the start line? What did you think? What was going through your mind? 
Oh my gosh, it's so cool. Just saying the the fact that they're able to have it be such a competitive race that people take very seriously and you know respect the winners from that race, but yet it's such a party <laughs> and so much fun. And I had heard it called a party in the desert or the Burning Man for ultra runners and. <laughs> Like it truly is. It just felt like a music festival. <laughs> I knew I knew a lot of people running the hundred mile race. So I knew I was like, all right, when I finish, I wanna bring clothes and I'm planning to be there for like five hours after my race, stay around <laughs> and watch uh the finishers, we were hanging out by the start line, the start finish line and saw fire dancers and <laughs> Then the the dance party starts like right where the hundred milers are turning around to go go out for another lap. So yeah, it's just that race is unlike any other. It was a lot of fun. Uh, think my crew had a good time as well. I was like, I picked a fun <laughs> one for you guys. <laughs> Not all this fun. <laughs> well, it's certainly evolved because I did it in 2015, and I think when I crossed the finish line, I just crossed a stick on the ground. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So it has evolved. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Were you tempted to wear a costume? Um, you know, I hadn't even thought about it much until the day beforehand. They were asking me on like the pre-race interview. They're like, so are you wearing costume? I'm like, oh shoot. I was kind of just focused on this heat and trying to wear, you know, whatever is gonna be the most cool. <laughs> I missed out on the costume opportunity this year, but I think if I go back, I'll definitely be doing a little more research into a good costume that would also be cool. <laughs> <laughs> So how was your first loop? Did you did you take the lead pretty early or how did that all play out? Well, it started out very interesting. In the first 200 meters, I tripped and fell Whoa. and face planted. <laughs> oh, no. On the super smooth, flat gravel. Like, Welcome to the trails. <laughs> yeah, not even a trail. I was messing with my watch and I just face planted and oh. ate it. And I was just, oh my gosh, all these people are probably like, who is this road girl? And like, <laughs> how is she ever going to survive when she actually gets on the trail? <laughs> so that was a good start, but I was fine. Just got a nice, uh, good looking bloody knee from that. <laughs> but after that, yeah, the first 10 miles are interesting because the 100 milers have yes. gone off some of them an hour and then wave two is only 30 minutes before you. Mm -hmm. So the first 10 miles uphill is all kind of a constant weaving by them and mm -hmm. going back and forth, jumping over rocks, yep. getting around them. So that definitely kept my mind occupied. And then I had been out there, I was lucky enough to get to do a loop of the course for my final long run. Mm -hmm. So I had seen it before. And I remember for that long run, I was kind of like, oh, gosh, this is a they say this is fast and runnable, but this climb is still a climb. <laughs> so then I kind of like really uh, set myself up to expect a climb. Mm -hmm. So the first loop, I, I would say I was pleasantly surprised that then it wasn't quite as bad as I remembered. <laughs> I was like, OK, actually, this is doable. And then that second 10 miles is just so nice because yes. you just get to the aid station at mile 10 and then you just get to kind of cruise on those uh nice slow long gradual downhill mm. yeah. do they change the direction each year or do they always go out the same way 
I think it's always the same way. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm. When were you starting to feel the heat in the, in the second loop? Yeah. You know, I really never felt that hot on the day. I was, I was saying afterwards, I think my heat acclimation went really well for this race. Mm. Previous, my race right before this was the Kauai 50 in Hawaii. Mm. And that one was 80% humidity and 90 degrees. So Ouch. Just like comparing the two, the two different types of heat are so different. Mm -hmm. The Arizona dry heat versus that humidity. Yeah. So compared to Hawaii, I was just, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, it definitely got hot out there, but I had an ice bandana. I had some ice arm sleeves, Mm. soaking myself with sponges at the aid stations. I would say the second lap, you could tell the sun was fully up and was getting warm, but I was happy with, it didn't feel like it it affected my race too much this time as compared to in Hawaii where I was just, oh my gosh, need to jump in an ice bath. (laughs) Yeah, there is a definite difference between the the two types of heat for sure. I think the the humidity, because we live in humidity, I think probably Indiana is pretty similar, right? Yeah. The humidity, I feel like you know it right away and mm-hmm. then you're 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 going to be drinking more regularly, but that dry heat kind of sneaks up on you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, did I drink and have I eaten and it it's definitely a different experience. I would yeah. take the dry heat any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> now, going into the third loop, you must have had a commanding lead by that time. Yeah. Were you still now you're thinking okay, now it's time to break records or did you just kind of back off a bit? I actually, in the second loop, you know, I was out there and I was feeling good, but I feel like since I was alone, I was able to just really tune into my body and got a pretty good lead. If it starts feeling uncomfortable at all, I'm going to just like back off a bit. My number one goal was to enjoy the day and feel good and have Mm -hmm. fun. So really during the second loop, I started being Okay, course record would be cool and all, but my number one goal is to have fun. So like, let's not worry about that. If it started feeling hard at all, just back off, enjoy the scenery, be grateful, (laughs) enjoy this moment, and was really just just enjoy it. Coming into the this aid station where I was about to start the third loop, my crew was actually not ready for me when I got there. And they're like, Oh, my gosh, you're like 12 minutes early what? No, I'm not. I like backed (laughs) off and just started having fun. What? They're like, no, you picked it up. (laughs) Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. But then I picked up my pacer, who is one of my Impala teammates, was going to run the last loop Mm -hmm. with me. And she was great. She had all the numbers crunched of what we had to run to get the course record. And as soon as I started running with her, she was, okay, so you can run 45 seconds slower per mile if you want. Like, really? Are you sure? I don't know. Like, you just double check that math. No, I promise. We're good. (laughs) I was like, okay, then let's just enjoy this. And, you know, no reason to really push ourselves or go do anything crazy. Yeah, I feel like I was really just trying to run within myself. And I knew, you know, I didn't have to do anything crazy. Just trying to embrace that mentality of enjoy the day, enjoy every moment. How can I make this smile the most fun? Well, 
looking at your pictures, all you had was a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a good day. I mean, I really definitely there's like little things that would come up. My stomach feeling a little off, or you know, a little creak in the in the leg. But I don't know. I'm a big believer in the the body will follow the mind. So I did have a lot of fun, but and the body felt good. But I think I. It wasn't a good mental state, very positive, positive mental state all day, which I think really helped the the gut and the legs to follow suit as well. Well, you should have stuck around and done the, uh, yeah. the jackass and then you could have really capped off the day oh, with a lot yes. of fun. I, I, was, I was ready to just do some cheering at that point. I think I was busy eating a full pizza. <laughs> I'm wondering if any, anybody's ever done that. <laughs> finish the 100k and then the jackass oh man i don't know i, I bet you there's some crazy person out there <laughs> and in a costume too no doubt yeah. <laughs> at that point though you've done four loops you might as well just do one more and do the 100 miles there you go there you go so big congrats are you gonna go back and defend next year you know i'm tempted to i mean maybe i'd We'll see if I end up doing another 100 mile before then. But, uh, you know, maybe I would try out the 100 mile if I went back. <laughs> but yeah, it's I will definitely be back at some point. It's such a cool race. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever thought about doing a ultra on a track? Ooh, I don't know. That just seems like a little... A little too boring for me, but I don't know. I I do. I kind of like the the loop courses. I do feel like I'm able to just get into a rhythm. Yeah. But the track ones that just seems that seems like insanity. <laughs> I still have a little bit of sanity left. That's totally crazy. So. Well, there is those big back ultras going on now. Yeah. Backyard ultras. No, the one and... that. The one that just finished, where they were going four or yep. five days. So. Yep. I see you all over that. <laughs> oh, you know, if you, if you do see me doing that, you know I've I've completely lost any. Sense. <laughs> so, I don't know. I used to say people do who do hundred milers are crazy, and here I am talking about wanting to do that. So. <laughs> never say never, I guess. Well, if you're looking for a good mountain race, you got to come to Canada and and uh, check them out out west because yeah. that would wouldn't be too far for you to travel, but. That should yeah, definitely be sure. on your list. Pick some big mountain races. And once you get your technical form down, head over to Quebec. Okay. <laughs> Very right. technical there. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to our East Coast trails as well in the U.S., those are much more technical than, than out here in California. Yep. So. That's true. That's true. That's true. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely, uh, I mean, I see some great trails out there in Canada, so I definitely, I need to make it up there for some of your races. <laughs> We've been trying to convince all of the Americans we've talked to lately that they got to put a Canadian list on their uh, agenda. Re so. Resume, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. The world has so many opportunities for for ultras right now. It is hard to pick. It really it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always like, okay, so how many times can I race? What's, what's a smart number? <laughs> how many marathons were you doing a year? In your in your heyday um not too only i think two is the most i never did more than two a year so yeah. well 
you can't, it's hard to do 200 miles a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is now, like now that I'm training for hundred Ks, I can hop in a marathon as a training run. Uh-huh. Um, so I actually have been doing that a little more and it's been kind of cool because I've been able to pace a lot of people. Like, mm. you know, if somebody's just going for a three hour marathon now, okay, well, I needed a 30 mile long run on that day. So I'll pace you. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Telling your marathon friends you're going for a training run marathon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, the coworkers never understand that concept. <laughs> I'm running a marathon this weekend, but I'm not racing a marathon. That's, That's right. That's a big very confusing. <laughs> And they're like, why? That's the first question. Why? Yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we're happy to tell you that you're actually our hundredth episode. Oh, cool. Oh yes. Yeah. So we, we made it to a hundred and we're really grateful and we're happy that it was you. That's so cool. I'm honored. A <laughs> hundred for a hundred. Yes. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, congrats to you guys. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And before we let you go, we like to do a little rapid fire. So we're just going to throw a couple fun questions at you. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, do you have any tattoos? I don't. No tattoos. Although the goo tent at Javelina was doing real tattoos. Was it tempting? I didn't find out about it till afterwards, actually. But oh. I saw they like had the Javelina logo yep. and there's some people getting them. So yeah. again, maybe next time. Maybe <laughs> <be my> tattoo. <laughs> If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to and why? Oh, that's good. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'd go like way far back. Like, yes. I was just in New York post-race post at the Met, and I really enjoyed the Egyptian exhibit of mm. 2000 BC. So I think I'm going to go back. To go back and run the very first marathon. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe I'd do that. Um, <laughs> Show up in some super shoes. <laughs> but the guy who ran the first marathon actually died when he finished it. So you got <laughs> Yeah, maybe. You could pace him. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, that would be salt and have you guys heard of salt and straw ice cream? No. Oh. If you ever come to the Bay Area, um, they're also in LA and like Seattle, but it's this ice cream uh chain and every october they do candy topia that is they make their own homemade candy bars and put them in this ice cream you have to show us ask any of my friends i I like talk i so i should be an influencer for this ice cream brand (laughs) how great it is they could be a sponsor for you yeah there you go that'd be my dream sponsor (laughs) by ice cream Well, you're going to have to tag them now. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Would you rather be a professional writer, painter, or musician? Ooh, I'm going to go with musician, given that the talent comes with this, because I literally have no rhythm or <laughs> any music ability whatsoever. So <laughs> if I could make it there, that'd be pretty cool. Are you superstitious? No. 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 Uh-uh. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Norm. Pick a superpower that you'd like to have. Being able to uh, like apparate or disappear anywhere in the world at any time. Oh, I like oh, that. Okay. Time yeah. travel. 
or teleport. Yeah. Teleport. Or yeah, teleport. Just be invisible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to all the places in the world. <laughs> then I can really do all these trail races all over the world. Yes. To teleport from the start line to the finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonder if that's legal. <laughs> oh, this that's, has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for being our hundredth podcast. Yeah. This is really yeah, exciting. So cool. I'm honored. Thanks for choosing me for number hundred. <laughs> this has been so fun chatting with you guys. Same. And best of luck at Black Canyon. We'll be following. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye. <laughs> and that was Anna Cassius, fresh off her record at Havelina 100K, crushing it by 25 minutes. I'm not, I'm really surprised that more roadrunners don't make the transition. It's going to happen. It's got to happen. And she even slowed down <laughs> 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 because she wanted to enjoy the day. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Her whole marathon journey, first marathon, gets to Boston at 3.30, and then... Takes four, more than a half an hour off her time. <laughs> in four months, and then decides, yeah, I think I could try to get to this Olympic trial here. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, and uh, she's running some fast, flattish 100Ks right now. Mm -hmm. If she gets her ticket at Black Canyon... Going into Western now. Now the mountains need to uh, make <laughs> an appearance. Let's see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, what is this mountain doing here? <laughs> That'll be fun to see. Well, she says she's she's switched gears with her training. And I'm sure she's enjoying that, as she said, because you're a slave to the watch, you're a slave to the intervals and the splits and yada, yada, yada. Blah, 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 yeah. So now you change the focus and it improves your running because you are enjoying it more that's right. right i can't agree more it's all the mindset mm -hmm. and that wraps up our javelina 100 series hope you enjoyed it this time around we chatted with the leaders of tomorrow ragna jonathan and blake all have accepted their golden tickets to western states and anna of course is going to get there soon hopefully through black canyons and thank you so much for everyone for sticking with us for 100 episodes. Woo-woo! It has been quite the journey. And on our next podcast, we're going to chat about our whole three seasons, I guess. That's right. Wow. We'll do some funny stuff, some highlights, and... Some blooper reels. Get ready, because we're going to be asking you guys for some input on what you want to see in the next 100. Whoa, the next 100. Let's do it. Yeah. Until next time. We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotterunracing.com, for more details and join us on social media at Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.